welcome to Vision Scope, a program designed to educate and inform on matters relating to disabilities. My name is Wilbert Williams. Today, we have in the studio a very special guest. He's a doctor. He's a lion. He's Ghanese. He's Jamaican. And he's going to talk to us about some medical things that we need to do. You know, he's going to discuss with us our medical health. And so it is my pleasure to welcome to the program Dr. Haim Prasad. Dr. Prasad, welcome to the program. Thank you. Yes. You want to tell us briefly, um, because I know you could take all day to talk about what your, your, your involvement as a lion and as a doctor, but tell us briefly about your, your medical career. Well, um, my medical career, I must, say, I must say, started in Guyana when, as a student at Queen's College, I had sincere interest um, in being a doctor. And I was blessed with the opportunity to come to Jamaica, to UWI. At that time, it was a transition, you know, um, between the School of London and UWI. University of the West Indies. Mm -hmm. And so my career started then. And um, just to put a humor in the midst of it, um, when I was taking my exam and the final year, we were the first set to actually now be getting a full degree instead of UWI London. We got UWI um, MBBS, you know, mm -hmm. just full-fledged. And so um, at the examination, one fella started taking off his pants, his shoes and socks first, pants, took off his shirt and his tie and everything. And he's down right down to his brief, you know, to his shorts. Mm. So the examiner, the invigilator came and says, excuse me, sir, we have never seen any such madness in all our lives. And in my business here as an invigilator, how come you're doing all of this? You know, he said, look at him, look at him, look at him. And he turned around, look at him, turn around. And see all of them sweating it out. The London examiners, they know the heat in Jamaica. And furthermore, they put at the head of the question paper, answer all questions in brief. <laughs> so, so he answered the questions in yeah. his brief. He was prepared to answer in his brief. Long, long to his short. So anyway, that's a part of my life, meaning that since I entered the university, there were lots of fun happiness and my interest in stress management took me to Trinidad and so on where I interviewed nurses under Professor Bobron mm -hmm. um, concerning the actual admission of mental patients in the ward in the, in the normal ward rather than have them housed and were beaten you know so they were accepted in the ward of Moors because you know, they had to have some sort of uh, medical treatment mm -hmm. and so that was my my exposure having entered the university by fluke if you want to call it 
I didn't get a scholarship, and at that time the course was not so prohibitive, and my father was able to pay the fee. And then um, my humorous experiences over the years, learning, going to Trinidad, getting that exposure during my elective period. So it was quite an interesting start of my career. Yes. And of course, I ended up in Mandeville, and that's where I met Waldron and the Lions Club. You, and you, ultimately, you, you had Wilbur. a very you had a very um, a very prolific, um, if I can use that word. Yes, yes, it's very um, very hectic. Work in Mandeville, that's and right. then and then you you came to Kingston. That's right. That's right. It was when very. Came, um, when you came to Kingston, you you, what you had moved with the with the idea of retiring or. No, at that time I was still a young doctor, meaning that I was in my early 50s and um, I, I'm still working yes. and um, having joined the Lions Club of Kingston, um, of St. Andrew, Andrew. Yes. and I became very active. So um, I'm not exactly retired, I just have a minimal practice mm. as I went through the COVID and I was in hospital last year for a week and rehabilitation in other centers another week so subsequently i became strengthened um, and also built up my resistance and got more conviction about the resistance the removal of weak immune system which is what i will be talking about later on mm -hmm. you 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 in our conversation earlier and in other fora you have indicated that really good health is built on three pillars eh that's right. Three major That's right. pillars. You want to yes. talk about those three pillars? Just yeah, the three pillars. Name them very good for the term. time being. You're very sharp, and um, the three pillars, of course, is our uh, faith, hope, and charity. Mm -hmm. uh, faith is count your blessings one by one, positive prayers and meditation, and regular church and group spiritual practice. That is, if you can't count your blessings, you can't count, you can't pray, you can't meditate. You can't attend church practices or um, congregational worship. It is left where two or three are gathered in the Lord's namesake, there the Lord will be. So that's spiritual pillar. Mm -hmm. Second pillar is hope. You can have all the powers to move mountains. But if you have not hope or love, mm -hmm. you have nothing. And charity begins at home. Mm -hmm. That is, we must eat well, um, not... not um, He's right. That is, if the mantra that I use is eat less, move more, stress less, love more. In other words, that is a sort of overview of the seven points in the charity section or the pillar. Eating right, exercise, sleep effectively, um, must have some pleasurable lifestyle. The 10 talents, which is in the eight hours, like smiling, laughing, praying, meditation, appreciation of beauty, music, vigorous exercise, body care, rest, and give God thanks. Then comes work. So I put a little thing in my patient's management. Eight hours work, eight hours play, eight hours sleep. And then comes number six, dental care, and number seven, sunshine. So just to make it clear for all listeners, is that eating right, exercise, sleep, lifestyle, pleasurable relaxation, 
work effectively, dental care, and sunshine. So these seven points make up one pillar, which is a charity. Charity begins at home. So, we so in other faith. words, in other words, in other words, you have to be kind to yourself. That's right. That's right. Yes. That is a basic principle in which we we can we can um, we can work, you know, um, effectively, and um, and of course we target our good health. Of course, the background to uh, my various experience mm. is um, people who have high blood pressure, diabetes, overweight, prostate cancer, ulcer problems, sleep problems, asthmatic problems. So you have a number of issues which I am dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. So I'm going to come back to that. Um, yeah. But in addition to all that you have said, you yes. have done extensive work with the Diabetes Association of Jamaica. That's correct. Patients. So That's you, right. you, you also have a very good knowledge of diabetes yes. and the, the damage that it can do. Sure. Yes. It, it and um, I recall your presentation sometime late last year, a presentation mm -hmm. which you made to the um, Lions Clubs. Yes. And um, I shared that presentation with our yes. listeners on this program. Yes, thank um, you. So we, we, we're going to come back to all of that. But what fascinated me was a document which you sent to me earlier, entitled mm -hmm. Tar Targeting Good Health. That's right. Um, a very succinct document, but very useful. Yes. And um, I think if we look at the points one by one, mm -hmm. if you don't mind, sure. we we can we can learn a lot. Sure. I think that is that is a good way to start this program or to proceed, because there are ten key points. It influences everything I said so far on chronic non-communicable diseases which include diabetes, of course, and diabetes could be one of the factors um, leading to blindness. And those listeners are very concerned and maybe if more so now that they know and can be transmitting the information because it can be very, very useful. Mm -hmm. So the first and, and, point... And one, it, of, one, of, one of the causes, mm -hmm. one of the effects of diabetes, as mm -hmm. you know, is blindness. That's right. Right. And um, it, it comes on in varying stages because yes. some people lose vision, but they're not totally blind. Some That's people right. eventually go totally blind. And sure. as as uh, Professor Errol Morrison once said, diabetes can affect every organ in the body. That's right. In yes. fact, they, they call it macrovascular and microvascular, the macrovascular mm -hmm. um, complications include stroke, um, a heart attack, and peripheral um, neuropathy, which leads to amputation. Mm -hmm. And then you have microvascular, which deals with the eyes, which cause blindness, which mm -hmm. not only macular degeneration, but can cause cataracts. I myself had both of my eyes, um, I had this about nearly 10 years ago, um, I had my right and left eye cataracts properly corrected. So I'm seeing like a baby now 
thank God to technology yeah, uh, yeah. and so on. So you can have and the kidneys. So microvascular can affect the eyes, the kidneys, and the circulation, including sexual function, can affect. And in fact, one of the first symptoms of diabetes could be impotence, and that can warn the doctors to be on the alert for um, people having diabetes. They may not be overweight, but it can be alerting them as to the cause of heart cardiac or heart attack and damage to the heart vessels. Having so it's very, that, very, very interesting, that. those complications, and those can be prevented hmm. by proper intervention, you know. Having that, said that, let's come, let's come back to the document, Targeting Good Health. Okay. The, first, the, first, the first one at the top of the list, and I noted you put it right up at the top, mm -hmm. is meals, meal planning. Yes. yes. And yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know meat. whether you did that for me or for Rocco. Right. <laughs> but but meal, meal planning is very important. Very important. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. I will read from my document here. Yeah, sure. Avoid, avoiding food whilst working hard can create a high steroid or stressful state in the body to create overweight, leading to severe stresses on the joints, even when off your feet and severe stomach ulcers. The first meal in the morning must be within the hour, and that is important. I'll explain a bit further now, apart from what the document says. I have seen lots of patients who jump off the gun in the mornings. They wake up at three or four, and they don't eat until 10, six hours after. And um, we have found analytically that within one hour of waking, one should have something to eat. So within that you one hour, active. so you shouldn't within delay. One, you shouldn't delay don't, it for much longer. Don't don't delay. It must be a breakfast or breaking one's fast, and then that energy, what you call it, the ability to to have a sustained strength, what you call it again, the the strengthening or the the prevention, the feeling of satiety. Mm. Once you have the satiety or the satisfaction, you can work more efficiently, and you burn up fat. And you control the sugar much better. You increase your insulin sensitivity. Mm -hmm. But you're screwing up or messing that insulin sensitivity by creating steroids, by missing meals. You know, you're creating a stress. I must do it. I must do this. I must go. Yes. I, have to make, I have to make my money. I have to work and so on. So that mental attitude of struggling hard. Of course, you may feel um, very nice within your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're not stuffed. So that some people think that when they eat a lot, they actually get stuffed and feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very useful to to put into practice what I just said, you know. Yes. I noticed right. that you also came down very heavily on starch. Yes. Yeah, the starch starch, starch is a killer. Is, that is a killer. In fact, a lot of work has been done over and over again where starch is concerned and in fact out of all of the foods the starch build up the insulin sensitivity you know the starch build up is very important that build up is is very critical even in a very little way so if you can cut back you know that is one piece of yam or one piece of sweet potato or one piece of um what you call one finger boiled banana 
other days are very useful ways. Rather than using rice, roti, I call our Guyanese and Indian roti, rice, roti, and alu, mm. or we call it in Jamaica, the, the rice and peas on Sunday, mm. you know, and um, their bread. A lot of people eat three or four slices of bread. And I, I've cut back, one of my experiences cut back from two slices, and it helped me to cure my diabetes. You have heard that story before. Yes, I've heard that. I was I've able to your, totally, totally, totally reverse my diabetes. And mm -hmm. I suffered for four years with a false concept that you have to be born or you have a genetic factor. My family, they were loaded with diabetes because they were eating a lot of rice and a lot of roti. And um, that is like our, our favorite dish. Mm -hmm. And so that really was a killer. And so Let's what you write is say. We Let's have to watch the stars. Yes, go ahead. Let's look now at number three, mm -hmm. protein. That's right. Protein, so. protein. we all think is so good for us, and it is. But, yes. But excess protein can cause damage as well. You want to talk about that? Sure. The protein that we take, mm -hmm. uh, which is whether it may be fish, maybe, well, milk, starting with milk, eggs, fish, meat, and then peas for those people who are vegetarians. Mm -hmm. Protein malnutrition is a serious issue because a lot of people eat starch. They take a bit of bun and a bottle of sweet drink, or they may take a patty and a bottle of Pepsi and a or a box bread. of juice. And that is a hell of a day. The patty, one patty is equal to two meals. For those people who are overweight or diabetics who are trying to restrict the starch, a half of a patty, whatever type of meat patty, whether it's chicken or beef, um, whatever type of patty it is, half is considered among with a glass of water will be a better adjustment. So oh, no. protein it's is hard, important. It's hard to tell a man to eat half a patty. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like it's <laughs> like imprisonment. <laughs> well, to, to go one step further, the Jamaican man in my um, discussion with them mm. to transform their lives. Um, two yam, two bananas, and two dumplings. A Jamaican <laughs> man, if he doesn't get that, he will beat his wife because <laughs> you know, what, what, what is this foolishness you're doing? Are yeah. you trying to starve a man? Now, that is a man who is a hardworking, either cane cutter or a man on the road breaking bricks. So the yeah. hard-working people will need a field among of energy. But we have transformed our lives. We become what you call sitting in air-conditioned offices, sitting in air-conditioned cars. Mm -hmm. So the whole lifestyle has changed to more sedentary, you know, in most situations. Even those people who are doing physical work, hard physical work, they have to be checked because once they start to put on weight, it starts to erode their heart and their, mm -hmm. you know, system. So you have to watch that. And the way the belly belly fat, you know, mm -hmm. is one of the big issues that I deal with. You know. But that, yeah, so, what, what, is the, what is the big problem with mm -hmm. protein, too much protein? What will it well, do? What will it, 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 do? It, it can cause gout, gouty arthritis. It can what cause is, damage. What is gout in a nutshell? What is gout? Gout is a... Is a disease of the joints, which is a mm -hmm. big toe, it's swollen, and it has a high amount of uric acid. 
So the breakdown product of our protein, um, what you call metabolism, mm -hmm. it's a breakdown product. One of the breakdown product is excreted. It's called uric acid. Mm -hmm. So urea, uric acid, these are um, products which are excreted. Mm -hmm. And um, But if it is too much in excess, as well as having genetic problem or liver problem, mm -hmm. liver has some effect on metabolism of that uric acid. So when it builds up in the blood, it creates a severe joint problem. And a lot of people don't know it, and they, they, they continue to take large quantities of protein. It helps to build muscles. Mm -hmm. It helps to build bulk. And of course, protein is necessary together with exercises to strengthen the muscles and strengthen the tissue because we utilize the amount of sugar much better. We become much better if you use the correct amount of protein. So protein... I have to be careful. I have to be careful, though, because yeah. uh, if I don't eat enough protein, yes, things will go bad, won't it? That's right. That's uh, right. What, what what can happen if I don't eat enough protein? Well, you have, as I said, protein malnutrition, which can cause a thing called poshiacal mm. in young children. Mm. But as we become elderly, the protein lack of protein creates a lot of issues with regards to our our body becomes emaciated, we are unable to move, the body becomes weak. Mm -hmm. So protein is an important aspect of our, our nutrition. It has a lot to do with the buildup of our red blood cells or our system, our bone marrow and our tissues and strength mm -hmm. generally. So, so is, in summary, you're saying then, mm -hmm. um, cut down on your starches. That's right and balance your protein that's correct how, that how, is, am I, how, how am i going to know if i have enough if i'm eating the right amount of protein well they, we have a thing called the function um, that is the blood test tells us that whether you are uh, malnourished mm. whether you have less uh, too little amount of albumin protein um, and so on in your system so liver function gives us an idea Mm. And the blood count gives us an idea that our protein is lacking. You know, okay. the amino acids are lacking. And these are the building blocks. Protein mm. really forms the building blocks, blocks for your bone marrow, mm. your brain substance, etc. So every part of the body is, is involved with the protein strength. So I'm protein... I'm yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so the strength of the protein, the buildup is absolutely important. Mm -hmm. We don't want people to feel that what we're talking about only applies to diabetes. It, right. it applies generally across the board. Even right. if you don't have diabetes, it is yes. good to look out for these things. Am sure. I correct? That's correct. You are perfectly right. Everything must be in balance. If it is, there is an imbalance, yes. then there's going to be problem. And we got to the stage where we were just about to talk about liquid intake and the importance of water. Dr. Prasad, you want to pick it up there for us? Sure, um, I'm right here, yeah. ready to go, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but before I do, um, there is something I need to interrupt, as I say, in, mm. in humor. Mm. Um, the, the doctor, you know, the doctor's position is very important and particularly water, fluid, dehydration. 
So it brought me to this point where the, the patient was getting very weak and he called the nurse mm. at the office of a doctor. He said, nurse, can I see the doctor? I'm feeling very weak. So the nurse says, I'm sorry, sir, but the next appointment will be available two weeks time. Oh, say, oh God, my, I'll be dead by then. She mm. said, in that case, sir, can you call back and cancel the appointment? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> to bring out the important part of this juncture, as I said, what about fluids? Yeah. Um, you must have seven to eight glasses of fluid of water. Very important, very um, key to, um, to maintain a good balance. Now, that varies. There are five types of patients that you cannot overload. Those people include severe, like renal patients um, mm. who are retaining fluid, mm. um, liver disease patients who has a huge ascites, belly, belly fluid, mm -hmm. um, the overweight patient, you have to be not um, pushing too hard once you're sedentary, um, the hypertensive and diabetic, and the cardiac failure. Cardiac. So these patients, you have to be careful not to overload the system because you can get fluid in the legs, edema, and, and so on. So just to bring out that point that seven to eight glasses of water is like a gold standard, yes. you know, for patients yes. to have. And particularly when the weather is hot, uh, one might need even more than that. And a very interesting point I, le I learned that water helps to reduce weight. Um, I st it struck me as being funny why is because of those sediments I told you about, the uric acid yes. and so on. Mm. Um, if you don't excrete them through your kidney properly or effectively, then it can accumulate and cause you to have bad breath, you know, um, very high odor um, of, you know, the dehydration and um, in inability to get rid of the, the products, like particularly eating meat, a lot of meat, and we don't excrete that extra urea and uric acid and ammonia from the system. So it's important to know that the fluid balance is important. And water and not coconut water, now this may shock you, and soft drinks. A lot of patients think that coconut water is good for the heart, is good to keep down the pressure. It has some modalities which is very useful, like the potassium. Is that and true? Does it really keep down the pressure? Um, well, the potassium in coconut water helps mm -hmm. to neutralize the excessive sodium. So okay. there is something called the sodium-potassium balance. Mm -hmm. And so it is useful in that way. But too much um, is just going to inflict a high sugar content, which is Doctor, the don't move yet. Don't move yet, because this sure. is very important. Mm -hmm. So you are saying that if I drink mm -hmm. too much coconut water, my my blood sugar is going to go up. That's correct. And your weight will go up too. And my weight will go up. That's so right. in other words, I shouldn't pay too much attention to the coconut water then. That's correct. Not too much attention. But if you do want a fruit or a drink, yeah. a fruit drink, then one glass of coconut water is okay. I had a patient come all the way from Spanish tongue. You know where that is, about 15 miles or so from Kingston. Yes. And um, the patient was in distress. They were sent mm. by the local group, the Diabetes Association Outreach, mm. one of our Lions Club members. 
he sent the patient to me because he said, I must find why the patient's sugar cannot go down. Mm. And I was giving a talk like I'm giving to you generally to patients, maybe a 15-minute mm. talk, and I mentioned coconut oil. She said, doctor, stop right there. Mm. I came all the way from Spanish tongue to hear that information. I didn't realize that coconut water could send up your blood sugar. I've been having terrible problem to get my sugar under control. I've been drinking eight glasses of coconut water per day. Instead of water. Instead, instead of, of water. water. Thinking mm. that it was useful for me to control my sugar. But it was sending up my sugar. And I didn't realize that, that sugar was dangerous, you know. And so that, that you know. <laughs> so you're saying thing. that coconut water is, is, is not a no-no. But it's you have to be no, no, but is it, again, again, the quantity, you know. The quantity is. Quantity. The quantity so, is. so, Dr. Quick question. Is so much sugar would you say someone should actually use? Well, um, the, I would say if you take one teaspoon of sugar with your tea in the morning, that is good enough because you're getting sugar from our common rice, Most roti, things that you eat so, have have will, will will translate into sugar in the end, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's right. If you all all, all for the example, starchy. for example, if you eat rice or bread mm -hmm. or anything you can think of, even a fruit, there's some sugar in it. That's right. Yes. In fact, um, just to clarify, Rocco, I was eating five mangoes, um, two thousand and eleven, and I developed a high level of sugar in my blood. And it was thought that you are going to be now a permanent diabetic. It says in the, in the range of my 70, um, got 68 years of age at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I was bat battling with medication. I was put on a tablet called Genuvia, which is very good, has lots of good features. But it was dropping my sugar and I was eating to compensate. So I got literally pregnant. Meaning I got um, to 14 pounds extra weight, 144 to 158. And because I did, the tablet was dropping the sugar and I was compensating by overeating. And so, and having snacks, etc. So after I found out, and Wilbert knew about this, mm -hmm. there was a doctor from Canada, a chap named Jason Pong, who educated us how to reverse type 2 diabetes naturally. And then I hit upon the idea, why don't I stop eating my two slices of bread and come down to one and test myself. So every day for two months, I tested myself. So the sugar went from 12.6 to 10 the first day. And I said, you got to your son of a bitch. I'm going to get rid of this diabetes. And in two months, I was 14 pounds. Right. From 158, I came down to 144. And believe it or not, right. sugar dropped to 4.0. I became hypoglycemic and I said seven years ago now, I've been totally free from taking any medication. Yeah. I stuck to the small one slice of bread or uh, one piece of yam or one finger ball banana with some ackee and saltfish. So the quantity is so very important, you know. And mm -hmm. so the fruits, the culprit apart from the coconut water, all the fruits, excessive fruits can be. So one fruit a day. For a person who is overweight or who is a diabetic, one fruit per day can keep the doctor away. So another question is, so how much meal per, average meal per day you would say someone should actually eat? Unlike, let's say in the evening, what time you would you recommend 
um, someone possibly should eat dinner. Because I must say, I must admit it, I'm guilty of this uh, <clears throat> for over the years and stuff like that. I mean, it doesn't really matter what time. Uh, it could be 10 o'clock at night. I mean, if I'm feeling hungry, I'll go get food, whether rice or roti or whatever it is, or bread. I mean, so what would you say to that? Yes, well, I would say eat according to your time because if 6, 12, 6 is the average time to eat your three meals. If you're starting your breakfast at 8, you start, you wake up at 7, you know, and you eat your meals at 8, then at 1, 2, and then 2 and another six, 8, 8 o'clock, if you're going to eat at 10 o'clock, you have to insist on keeping up at least for half an hour to one hour that the food digest. One of the big issues of eating late is um, jumping into bed. You may be tired and then you jump into bed and then that's dangerous for your abdominal system. Yeah. Are you are you guilty of that, Rocco? Not all the time, but I used to. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more conscious of the stuff that I eat right now because one of the things that I do... I started eating a lot of vegetables like the cucumbers, the lettuce, the kale, the carrots, and um, those kind of stuff like that every day. Uh, instead of going to eat the bread, I would just eat the vegetable and eat fruits. That's right. In fact, the vegetable is good, and keep your fruits to one, and you take a little piece of protein, which is either a piece of chicken or a piece of fish, or you can take the, in Guyana, we have a thing called dal, which is a split piece. That a, a teacup of dal or half of a teacup of dal is equal to one meal of protein. So you can skip your excessive amount of um, chicken or, or beef or meat heavy. As I say, cut out the red meat. Mm -hmm. That means in, in Jamaica here, we have a thing called curry goat. Oh, I, love, I, love, I love the curry goat. It is one of, one of my, my favorites. And so again, quantity, you know. So quantity is important. Quantity so you're eating right. on time, your three meals on time yeah. is number one. The first yeah. question that I ask all my patients is, do you have three meals on time? Mm -hmm. You know, that, that is very important. So eight, six to eight hours apart, maximum. But at least um, the six, 12, six formula or seven, one, seven, you can choose your time. And then after that, you take your vegetables or you take water. Try to develop the habit of drinking water. You'll feel much better in your abdomen. You, you know. gave me a tip some time ago, which I found very useful. When you wake up at night and you feel hungry, go drink mm -hmm. some water. That's right. That's go right. Excellent. In fact, over the years, I because of my medical learning yeah. or understanding, I take an antacid, a chew tablet, in Jamaica, we have Dica, we have Diavol, mm -hmm. and, you know, Fedigel. In, mm -hmm. in the United States, you have Mylanta, Melox. So you can use a little antacid and, and thing because particularly people who talk a lot, and the three of us are guilty of this. Wilbert is a communicator. I am talking to patients. And Rocco, you are in radio. So people who chat a lot, swallow a lot of gas, and we may do a lot, lot of... We, we, we do a lot of belching upwards and downwards, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to use, I don't want to use any F. It, it is the true, it's the true doctor. <laughs> yeah, so, so that is an important aspect that yeah. what an exercise. One of that's the, big, the next one we're coming to, exercise. Yeah, exercise. That's a big, that's a biggie. It's a biggie. It's good for Alzheimer's. 
it helps to reverse Alzheimer's too. Um, exercise, sleep, and water, the three big things that help to reverse Alzheimer's is, is uh, exercise, they help the circulation in the brain and the body, and um, the, your sleep, um, big things, you know. Um, there is a conference I attended recently, and the fellow says, you know, you have colonoscopy, you, you, um, you can also have um, crani craniostomy, meaning that you, your, your brain, mm. and it, it has about four parameters. One is get rid of all pathogens, get rid of all toxin, mycotoxins, um, make sure you have adequate um, circulation um, control, like sugar, blood pressure, and like sleep, etc. And um, toxic elements I mentioned, and um, important things, exercise, involvement with exercise and supplements like vitamin b12 mm. a lot of patients who are diabetics or overweight they're lacking vitamin b12 on a daily basis i encourage patients who have neuropathy to take a vitamin b12 you know and um, it makes a, a, a lot of sense so talking about b12 and neuropathy there's a joke about this the doctor says i have some good news and some bad news well madam I, you came to have your foot amputated because of the diabetes. And so when we did some scans, we realized that we might as well take off the other leg as well because a long, painful operation and the anesthesia is not good to be repeated. And well, you have signed the document. So they say, oh, God, what could be the good news now? He says, madam, that lady next door to you, the next bed, who doesn't have any foot problem, she would like to buy the pair of slippers off of you. <laughs> oh my God. Oh no. You have a beautiful pair of slippers. <laughs> <laughs> so so that that reminds me before I forget, there's a lady who came to me recently who, out of my nearly 50 years of medical practice, I was most amazed of this lady who spent three years trying to get rid of a septic foot, you know, bad foot, you know, infected foot. And um, she now threatened to be having the amputation. Mm -hmm. So having seen me, I realized that I had to do something. She was desperate. And her sugar was 18 when it should be 6, um, oh, according wow. to our figures. Mm -hmm. um, in other words, it's like three to 500 mm -hmm. uh, um, milligrams per cent on the other scale. So um, I corrected the sugar, meaning suggested what treatment, medical treatment. And I gave her the list of things which we were discussing to eat the small meals, mm. eat on time, etc. And she says she cut out rice totally. For two weeks, she cut out rice and she cut out all sugar, mm. all things in sugar. And she got her value right down to perfect six. Her foot was healed in three days. The infection got dried up. I had given her antibiotics. I gave her circulatory treatment because she was overweight, 180 pounds. When it should be 150 for a five foot three, five mm -hmm. foot four person, Afro descent. And it happened that she, um, she was so amazed, and I myself was so jubilant because her foot would have been cut out. That was her motor car she is selling in the market. And she followed the vitamin B12. She followed the supplement. She was not sleeping because of the pain. I gave her treatment for sleeping. So it's about eight different aspects of her management which you will be amazed because my practice 
I do what you call a, a holistic or functional medicine plan. So I dealt with her, her sugar, I dealt with her pressure, I advised her with her weight, mm -hmm. advised her to drink water, cut out all sweet drinks and coconut water, um, cut out the extra, use yam or sweet potato or banana, and cut out the rice and any flour, and she tried to avoid all of those. And I was amazed, she lost 10 pounds in 14 days and was totally healed totally here over foot let's let's, let's let's look at some practical issues here yes a lot of the people who are listening to us on this yes. program right. are blind and right. what 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 tends to happen when you're blind Rocco can back me up on this one what tends yes. to happen with you when you're blind is that you don't move unless you have to move mm -hmm. only those only those of us who you know are outward going or had mobility training or will will walk around and, and, and do things. And people feel that they can't do any exercise because they are blind. What would you recommend? Well, I have a way because of my own a little bit of abdominal fat. I'm coming up to 80 years next January. So You're I doing well. Proud, proud of the fact that I'm doing absolutely well except for this three months of pregnancy that hold in front of me. So I hold <laughs> on today, hold on, this is for the sake of blind, blind patient now who may be listening. Yeah. I hold on to the table in front of the mirror, well, assume mirror or whatever, and then I do a bit of trotting, which is jumping. So I do one, two, three, four. I mm. go up to 10 and 10 and 10 and 10. I go five times 10, 50. So in other words, the person who is blind understands and feels what's happening with the hands and the feet and mm -hmm. can do a lot of activities, even without having to go further than their desk or further than their, their bedroom or bathroom. Can I, can I share something with you? Share, I, share with me. I, I find that in my own case, mm -hmm. I use a chair. Yes. And I just touch the back of the chair. That's right. And I can walk on the spot. Very good. Excellent. No, I, I aim each day to do at least 2,000 steps. Wow, yes. You know, yes. and and guess what? My phone will tell me how many steps I've done. Wow, yes. So it, right. it's, it's an asset. Yes. yes. Even though for, for us who are broadcasters as well, there's some time you can be sitting at the computer um, <clears throat> two, three, two, three, four hours. Some, I know some people, they just don't even move as much. And for me personally, anytime I'm doing a radio program, whether two hour or three hour, I mean, I would get up, walk around, or in um, Japan, the teachers in the, the Japanese therapy that I've done called Siatu, whereby um, you, 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 you rub, uh, your, what we call it, like exercise your, uh, your legs, and um, you rub your hands together and stuff like that, or keep flexing your muscle and stuff like that. Always make sure I do that, because I realize when I do that, uh, you know, like, like the blood flow, it, it just feels so good. Your body just feels so good than just sitting in one place all the time. Sure. I have found that even when I do a three-hour program, mm -hmm. after the first half hour mm -hmm. and that half-hour intervals, I get up and walk around and sure. aimlessly walk from one sure. end of the house to the sure. next. You know, excellent, excellent. In fact, my daughter, she yeah. has a type of desk which can raise. In other words, rather than sitting down, she can actually just shift, um, just pull up something, and the desk raises together with her computer. 
and so okay. she's able to stand and do whatever typing etc so she's working as if she's at a podium yeah that's right yeah. so it's it's excellent you know so we 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 have i have another question here um from okay. one of our listeners mm-hmm. and the question is uh oh anyway <laughs> this is a serious one um um well let me read this here properly one moment um after after ministry after ministration um how many like i mean how long after ministration you can actually have unprotected sex without being pregnant and stuff like that uh, well you can get pregnant even while you're having your menses <laughs> so the whole idea is that sometimes the egg can come out and because um, of high activity i'll give you um, a practical example there's a lady who came into my office she was about 45 years of age just out of the range of what you call um activity with ovaries and and so on mm. and she was um she came in for a pain in the right side of her abdomen and i thought it was a kidney a colic so i ordered an injection a baralgin injection to ease her pain and had her lie down in the bed now to examine her to find out how the kidney pain is and then as she stretched out and she lay down a baby was coming out through her vagina So I said, my God, did you know you're pregnant? No, doctor. I've been getting my period every month. And how the hell they have, who is the baby father? Well, I don't know, doc. There are six gentlemen at the workplace. She is a big woman, you know, bulky. But she was enjoying sex with six men at the construction site. I don't know which one is the father. And she never missed the period. And um, so the question was being answered here. And so, um, you know, having sorted that out, delivered her in my private office because of my experience, mm-hmm. with the help of the nurse, I sent her off to KPH. And um, this, this is a real dramatic situation. Just mm-hmm. to answer that question, um, how soon does the egg come out? Um, you know, it depends. And as I said, if some people are highly sexed or highly active, they could be having a misleading phenomenal thinking that you have to when the period is on they can't get pregnant usually the egg comes right. 14 days 14 days like usually a warm period 14 days when the ovum when the uh, from the ovary the secretion due to certain hormonal issues etc changes etc but it can happen at right the, you know. so you can so you can just see a period two days ago And three days later, if having unprotected sex, you can still get pregnant. That's right. That's yes. right. Yeah. Yes. Let's move to the next move. one, which, which is another biggie: sleep. <laughs> yeah. Sleep. Was it sleep? Sleep. That's a good one. That's a good, good one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a so lot it, of us. A lot of us. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't. I, I wouldn't expect you to discuss that because that's a field all on its own. But yes. a lot of us suffer from non-24 disorder. Yes. But sleep yes. is important. One should get seven or eight hours of sleep each day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> what, what do you do to induce sleep? Well, the thing is that um, eight hours of sleep, because I said, When you don't sleep, you can put one way. There is a, a a section in the YouTube that mentioned 25 
scary and surprising effects of sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. And when one is deprived from sleep, one could develop um, inflammatory processes, joint conditions, diabetes, hypertension, overweight. All of these are um, factors or, or conditions that can arise due to lack of sleep. And the quick answer um, is to make sure that you get a proper deep rest. Don't have computers, and this is in today's world, screens and iPads and iPhones and all types of things that actually bring on, you know, um, bring, bring problems of sleeping and interfere with the sleep phenomenon. So it is recommended now that all your room should be free from computers and free from this and that. Um, that will disturb. And so it's important that we get that sleep um, undisturbed and the temperature must be right. It must not be too hot mm. or too cold. Yeah. So getting rid of all these toxic elements and mm. reading mm. instead of, um, well, I guess you guys read Braille and other things, but people we, who we can read, read. read. Some of us listen, listen yes, a lot. That, to, um, that, that's right. That is, that books, is possibly... Possibly not so good either because either the eyes or the ears, the whole nervous mechanism is activated at a higher level. But reading, um, as I said, the actual those people who can read, it has a different phenomenon where you're digesting whilst you read and your imagination mm-hmm. out of your own personal experience. Another, another, another big one, um, mm-hmm. which might be the last one that we can touch, is yes. infections. Yes. In, infection should be dealt with as soon as possible. That's right. That's right. And in fact, um, whether you have a slight cough or cold or mm-hmm. sinuses, a lot of people blame these and on and continue to drop it along. So, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not a practical thing because infection can go and affect the kidneys. I have seen when I was in Mandeville, I used to do post mortems mm-hmm. for seven years. And it was intriguing for me to find patients who died from heart attack or a stroke. Why is it that the patient all of a sudden had a heart attack or had a stroke? And I found that they had rot- rotten teeth, teeth oh. management mm-hmm. that contributed to infection in the kidneys. Mm-hmm. In the, they caused pyelonephritis. And they had no um, clue because they were not paying attention to the frequency of urine. <clears throat> which can be due to either prostate problem can cause frequency. Um, frequency can come from anxiety. Mm-hmm. Those people are anxious. They may not have a prostate problem. They may not have diabetes, but they have anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, and I suffered with that because I knew that when I was anxious, doing a lot of things, I was president of the Lions Club of Mandeville 1978 to 79. So the responsibility when you are anxious to get things done mm-hmm. can drive you up a wall in a sense. And then you notice an increase in maturation, frequency. Mm-hmm. But then back to the story of the infection, the infections could be, you know, when doctors visit, you can get your urine tested. Many mm-hmm. doctors, they don't, because of speed and time, they may not do that urine test. But that urine test is very useful to mm-hmm. pick up infection. And the patient is surprised to know that it's coming, they're not having sex. So where the hell that come from? And I said, open your mouth. And when I look into the mouth, as I said, out of my seven years of experience with postmortem, you see rotten teeth or you have problems, 
And that and that, the foot, the foot is also another place, isn't it? That's right. In between the toes, mm -hmm. particularly diabetic patient, and since you may not see it, your wife can check it or somebody can yes. look at it. You yes. know, regularly. Yes. Yes. So, and, so, and so it means that you have to be extra careful of washing out the feet. That's right. Changing That's right. your socks every day. That's that right. kind of thing. And I usually, I usually, what you call it, let go, let God. When we yeah. think we are masters, we have to put God first. But that spiritual value, you know. Yeah. That spiritual that, value is important. It's very, very important. Yes. You, know, you must be able to trust that there is a higher power. And um, again, con just simply counting our blessings, the fact that mm. if we are mm. so happy to be together, yes. you know, in one, or one reason or the other, yeah. we are connected. If you have any questions or comments regarding this program, please address them to norwill2 at gmail.com. That is N-O-R-W-I-L-L -L number 2 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Have a happy and productive week. That's it for today. Join me next time when we will present another in the series, Vision Scope. Music was provided by Rennie Williams, Jr.